Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other through huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there's huge curiosity surrounding these topics, and we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared, and we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms to uniforms. From Uniforms to Unicorns is sponsored by Brand 47 Coffee, which was founded by Holly and Alex, both first responders looking to create a sustainable business to pass on to their two sons with Down syndrome, Jax and Nico. Thinking about the future has always been in the forefront of their heads for their boys, creating meaningful employment and independence as adults. The only way to do that was to create it. Brand 47 Coffee Co. provides the most unique and fun-flavored coffee. Seriously, it is so good. Our Mine and Sharon's favorite is the Coco Loco. It's coconut-infused. It is to die for. All of their coffee is small-batched and roasted to order. They are incredible people doing incredible things. Their vision is to keep the world caffeinated, to stay special, and be extra. You can find them at brand47coffee.com. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, you all settled with the yeah. back to school thing? Kind of, yeah. Got her kicked out the door. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We had to take a couple week break there. Sharon and I were getting a little overwhelmed with all of the planning and organizing and I have kids in football and hockey. And, mm-hmm. um, so we were just like, it's okay. There's no pressure. We'll take a couple, a couple week break. We'll come back and do what we're today. We're doing a recap of the season, what we loved, what we learned. Um, and yeah, so Sorry about the two week break, but we're back. Yeah. Here we we're are. Back. <laughs> yeah. And it's our uh, season three finale. And yeah, getting the kids back into everything because, like, we're in Alberta where everything's open, nothing is stopped. So there's school, there's dance, there's activities. It's, it's nonstop. But yeah, the best part is uh, recording a podcast with you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Back at back to reality. I'm uh, my fingers are crossed that it it stays like this. And I mean, I haven't watched the news, but I've seen a few things lately, and I'm just I'm bracing for impact, but yeah. being very <laughs> optimistic because if I anticipate a school closure, I'll start having a mental breakdown right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, let's not. We can't let's do not. the math. We can't do grade eight math. <laughs> Something's right. gotta give, right? So I totally agree. Yeah. I'm with you. We'll just, I don't know. We'll keep the blinders on like the rest of Alberta and just like <laughs> gear up for whatever's coming. Right. Oh yes. Yeah, totally. I, I, yeah, I, I really can't think about it because I get like, 
Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go again. I did buy Chromebooks for the kids though. So if they do, <laughs> do I at least get my own laptop this time? Because last time I was like, ah, oh, that won't happen again. Oh, here we are. And there's no Chromebook to be had, right? Like I'm even yes. on the internet going, well, I'm not going to buy this one because I know it's garbage and I'm just yes. buying it to buy it. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully this time all my stuff won't have to go on the back burner, but We'll see what happens. It's been a yeah. it's been a whirlwind for sure. So, no kidding. This time I'm packing up the laptops and we're we're gonna quarantine in Mexico or something. <laughs> we're not we're not quarantining here again. <laughs> Screw that. Yeah, Especially with the colder weather coming. Gosh, I don't mm-hmm. know how we're, how we're how are we surviving is the question. But yeah, no we kidding. are we are surviving and thriving and um, <laughs> just keep plugging away. But, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, okay, this season was awesome. Yeah, we had a really good season. We met lots of people. Amazing Very cool people. people. Yep. And we had and awesome got to reconnect guests. with other people that we haven't seen forever, like Trudy and Dan. And uh yeah, so cool. It was fun. It was fun. And uh of course, having the combat divas on is always a blast. So we started it off with them and it was uh, a riot. We couldn't stop laughing, of course. <laughs> totally right? Of course. Poor Jamie though, she had to do so much editing on that because <laughs> yeah. there was we were all over the map with that mm-hmm. one and so many different sound issues. And um yeah. Tiffany was in her car trying yeah. to that's right. At a funeral. At a funeral. <laughs> At a funeral. Oh man. man. So much People fun. just come together and make it work, right? It's awesome. It's totally. Awesome. Totally. And we um we just gotta give a shout out to a few people. Like we had Brett. Um he's uh, out of Bowdoin so that was a good one we he had... was so cool like yeah. such a down-to-earth dude who has you know been through so many things and like mm-hmm. his smile I was just like oh my god I just love you like watching yeah. him on there talk about all the hard things that he's been through and then just to to yeah. I don't know it's not excitement but it's this whole like life is still happening for me kind of Mm -hmm. attitude Mm -hmm. um and I love that I loved that about him so we had our little we had our buddy John yeah John (laughs) this French accent (laughs) and his passion for all things Mm -hmm. uh yeah he's great he's such a cool such a cool dude I've been lucky to hang out with him in person a few times and he's doing big things if you um if you're struggling with PTSD or you know someone who is he wrote an awesome book uh wired differently that's also the name of his company um so if you want to get in the mind of someone who has struggled with this to understand your person better or yourself better um I highly recommend reaching out to him and and picking up that book so good so good no. Yeah, such a good dude. Uh, it was so uh, great to meet him for me. Like yeah. he just uh, breathes breathes new life into like everything, basically, right? And not, it was good to meet people who are really getting behind kicking the stigma of mental health. Like that mm-hmm. was our that kind of was our goal of the season, and we just yeah, we were blessed. Really, absolutely. Um, we met. Uh, I met Dan. Like, yeah, you know Dan. Yeah, he's yeah. another another good dude. And then we, we chatted with Steve known as Mo. Yeah. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mo was great. And I, I, mean, I was telling you before we started recording that, you know, I've, I've offered different, um, different modalities, different healing things to people that have reached out either through the podcast or through, um, the nonprofit that I run to serve and connect. But Mo really gave me like the, the, the music piece, right? Like, of course, you know, I, whenever I got to snap out of something, it's a dance party or whatever, (laughs) but I didn't look at it the way he looked at it. And then as I started you know, as I took his information and was like learning about like rhythm and how physiologically we can change how we feel by listening to certain rhythms. So that was super cool. I can't wait to do more stuff with Mo because he's like, his music is unbelievable. Like Mm -hmm. just, yeah, just the insight. Yeah. Yeah. Just the insight. And then that song that he wrote, um, for Chad, for Chad's mission, we spoke with Chad. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very cool. And uh, Chad, so he's C to C for PTSD, mm-hmm. um, a major cool dude. Like this guy, like just captivated both of us. Like he's he's in our soul now, right? Yeah, he's, like, oh, yeah. Our, he's our dude, right? So he's um, started a, ma- a massive campaign to kick this the stigma of mental health. And yesterday um, he started yeah. walking. So, yeah. uh, he's doing two weeks, uh, across Alberta to kind of do like a, what do you call it? A pre pre-walk. Cause he's a walking pre-walk. across Canada starting next April. Um, so he's doing this, you know, to kind of start gaining awareness and all of that stuff. So he, um, he's carrying a unicorn on his backpack. He's not doing a unicorn. We posted that today, which I love. I'm just like, we cannot be there physically, but here is a representation of us walking with you. Um, yeah. So he, yeah, he's doing massive things. I can't wait to see what he does. So yeah, very cool. Very cool. And he, he's the one who brought it up. It's not too weak to speak and it's, it's sort of, uh, an interesting way to look at things and the movement of energy. Uh, as we always talk about different things, it's getting back to basics, right? Like we brought up the music um, and how, how healing that is to your soul. Like I watch even my daughter, as she goes through, you know, her angst of being a teenage girl and it's always, we take a drive and we throw the music on and I just watch her, Mm-hmm. Um, feel that much better. So that movement of the energy and going back to basics, whether it's music, walking, moving Absolutely. your body, um, getting into nature, all that kind of stuff. So I really appreciated meeting him. Yeah, agree, agree. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we had we had Shelly and Naomi, which we are we were fortunate enough to work with them at Edmonton Institution for Women. But it was cool to have like a psychological perspective, right. Mm -hmm. And how much they love their job, but they also, you know, have psychologists, the psychologists have psychologists. That was like, right. That was huge. Yeah. It was was a a good one because we were like, what? And, you know, in fact, when we worked there with them, I remember going through a major uh, disruption in my life, a breakup and leaning on them as well as I, I'm not a very uh, open person, so it was uh, just... You the... aren't a very open person. <laughs> I'm a bit of a hard nut to crack. You're getting so... there. You're getting there. <laughs> getting there. So it, uh, 
yeah, it was always good to see them at work and chat with them. So to have them on was like a, uh, a gift, like a, they're awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they still love their work, their life's work. Right. So it's, it's good to know people still actually like their jobs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's true. Especially in an environment, right. Where yeah. it has the capacity to be something extremely negative. So. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. And then we had Trudy, uh, both of us again, got to work with Trudy, uh, at EIFW. And I knew a little bit about, uh, Trudy's story. So Trudy and I actually, uh, ran into each other not too long ago, um, through OSI can, so occupational stress injury, Canada, they do peer support for first responders and, uh, military, uh, personnel. And we connected through there and I knew a little bit of her story, but she really elaborated on the podcast. And I had no idea, um, all of the things that she endured. Um, and even Trudy came and saw me speak at, um, the suicide awareness convention in Edmonton a few years ago. And even said to me, like, I had no idea what you went through. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting how you bottle up all of those things and don't share them with the people that you work with because of the stigma and all of the things attached to that. So, um, yeah, it was, she's on a wicked journey. I can't wait to see what she does because she, she has really taken what she's been through her experiences in life and said, like, I don't want other people to go through this. And it's very cool. Very cool. It's so cool. And it, uh, it led me back like to when I was working there and it made me think lots like about some of the stuff we all went through and then your coworkers, right? Because we, we knew Trudy, but I had no idea of any of the stuff. And yesterday, Lauren and I were chatting for probably like an hour about nothing. And I just was thinking about the people that we still are connected with, right? That we've been gone from the jail for quite some time, but it's like, we're still so connected to anybody who works there, worked there, been through those experiences and there's nothing like it. There's nothing like the prison and people still ask about it till today. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, we're coming on a year, uh, of when we started doing the podcast and it's like, you know, why did we start doing it? And these are all like all the guests we're naming and stuff. These are our reasons why, right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. all the stuff, um, they went through and how we can help them if, if not just share their story. Yeah. And that, that was always the mission. Like, because we, we have said, sharing what we went through either to each other or to other people has always been had a healing aspect to it, speaking it, saying it, that other people validating that, you know, that experience did happen, Lauren, it's not in your, you know, things like that. Um, and just, just talking to other people mm-hmm. that have something similar or share a struggle in their life that comes from, you know, protecting the public from you know, like little things like that. Even there's, uh, been a lot of stuff on the media lately about, and, and with video cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, what should have happened, what could they have done differently? And you and I know this, we sat through that. Yes. There is always something that could be done differently. And hindsight is 2020, but at the time you do the best with what you have, 
And yeah. our job was always to protect the public, to protect the inmates, to protect each other and make sure that we walked out of there alive every yeah. single day. Um, so you, you can sit back as a civilian and say, oh, you should do this. And, oh, you could have done this. And yeah, that's all said and done. But until you've been there, I, I don't know if that's, that's your space, right. Yeah. To say, because we have been through some pretty big things and I can say we we're just as hard as the public is on ourselves to say, yeah, we could have done better. Yeah. We could have done that differently, but how do we fix that going forward? So. Yeah. And it's like, it's a beautiful point you touch on because we, we did have some you know, of our best buddies or ourselves involved in investigations and things that happen after the fact when the bottom line is that person that, you know, is, is there to protect you and to protect your coworkers is doing the best that they can. And it's in that given situation, right? It's not like we are out there attempting to hurt someone or wanting to dogpile. I mean, I, there's a certain incident coming to my head. That's not, like you, you, there's actual fear taking over and wanting us to all walk off that shift together in one piece is, is a, is another priority, right? There's an episode on Grey's Anatomy. Did you watch Grey's Anatomy, Sharon, ever? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, that there's an episode where, um, Bailey's husband, I can't remember his name, but he was a firefighter and then decided mm -hmm. to become a surgeon and he has Station to 19. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin. He, yeah. 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 <laughs> Go so, on. <laughs> there's a, there's a part in the show where he has to deliver a baby Yeah. before the, cause something happened with the elevators, whatever the elevator. And then on the video where they do the investigation, they see him look and he sees the elevator doors open, but he decides to cut the woman's stomach. And I like that moment, I was just like, he, he's not, he doesn't see that. Are you joking? He didn't mm -hmm. see that elevator. He is. There are so many things going in his brain that seeing that elevator door open is not something he's seeing in this moment. Right. Like I remember being like, there's, there's trauma there. There's something happening. He has to make a split second decision. Yes. And it's not about seeing the doors open. He probably doesn't even see the doors open. No. There were times when we would all meet after and go, okay, well then this happened. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Cause you're, it, it's true. Like you're in a zone and some of those shows, they actually, um, like I'm not, I'm not a huge TV watcher, but no, me neither. with COVID, um, I saw, I started on with like a lot of the first responder and I was like, they've done a really, like there's a series nine one one or nine 11. They, they did so well with some of the thoughts on the first responders. Cause you are in a zone when you are for us, Lauren, like taking down an inmate or, you know, um, responding to a fire, like responding. I, how many yeah. fires do we respond to without an SCBA, even though we know to put on an SCBA, we mm -hmm. go in there as a life. It's you, your first thought is I have to save this life, whether it's yours yes. or an inmate or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like your first thought is I have, and then you come back out and you're like, okay, we need to take a second. We have to do this to protect ourselves first. And then you're like, it only actually takes a minute unless you're like me and you're freaking out when you're putting the thing on. And then Lauren's screaming in your face, just get the fucking mask on. Um, it does only take a few seconds. And then right. it's just, it's that get your oxygen first. And then, but when you're in 
that mode. Yes. You, you're not thinking that, you know, you're in a zone. It's so true. And that stuff, um, like we, we spoke about being out of the jail, but that stuff like continues. Like I told you, Lauren, you know, I, we had gone shop or we'd gone out for lunch and we were in the mall. So I was with Melissa. Right. And, uh, somebody fell to the ground and started having a seizure and I was ordering like a sub or whatever. And I stopped and I went right over there immediately. What did she take? What's ha like yeah. right away. And then I was like, dude, like <laughs> calm down. You can't get blood on your new sneakers. Right. And then I just, uh, <laughs> I saw, I noted that someone else, like a, another first responder, a nurse was there and had taken over. And I just said, call nine one like I did all that and then yeah. I walked away <laughs> and then I just was I was in a zone and then I wasn't right then I just yeah. sat and had lunch and then I said to myself I'm never coming back to this mall again right <laughs> this is not what I anticipated doing yeah. this morning but no yeah doubt, before but my that's... sub <laughs> mm -hmm. but here's mm -hmm. the thing I would say 90% of the public would be like I don't know what I don't know what to do right like I they would walk away from that situation and that's and that's what was happening. But I didn't, I noticed that I did not make a decision to go there and get myself in the mix. Right. I just went there and then I decided <laughs> I'm getting the hell out of the mix because no, no, no. And it was like during, like, you know, we were masked yeah. up and all that stuff. So I was just like, there's blood and there's vomit and I'm, I'm done. Right. I'm not working. And so then I you sat did your back, due diligence I did my... as, right? As someone who was like, okay, I'll call 911. I'm not just going to let this person die here, right? Die, or right. And then I, I made sure to say history of seizures. This never happened. Like I said my piece and then I just happily went about my business, right? right. Clean, mm -hmm. clean and clean. away from the incident. <laughs> Oh, but it's <laughs> it's something that sticks right that uh, culture that culture will stay with you always or like we talk about we went to the movies and you got to sit with your back facing this way or yeah i mean we, we still do that right like mm -hmm. melissa will say mm -hmm. do you want to sit here and well like, be married to a cop because <laughs> then i <laughs> then it's a fight no it's i'm sitting here no i said you sat there last time it's my turn this <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm like, okay, okay. I'll let you be the hero today. You're going to be the exactly. hero. <laughs> you want to be a hero? You be a hero. Right? I've got on a new sweater. <laughs> you can be a hero. So next we uh, had talked to Alex Graham of Brand 47 Coffee. And uh, what an amazing, amazing human. Absolutely. Um, her, her and her partner, like just incredible people so that i mean i i feel so blessed right that we've met all these cool people doing cool things right yeah and they they have such a beautiful mission behind what they're doing to help um these two boys that they've adopted both that have down syndrome have employment when they when they grow up and it's a small little operation now i mean i say that because i'm not behind the scenes you know roasting the coffee coffee like alex i'm sure it's not small i take it back uh no business is ever a small feat but i see them getting massive and gaining traction like real quickly because uh because number one the coffee is absolutely incredible mm -hmm. um I will continue to order their coffee 
all the time. So if you are ever interested in ordering coffee, shoot me a message because we can share the shipping because we learned really quickly that the shipping can be expensive, but in massive quantities, it is not. So, um, and we aligned with them. They know um, Wayfinders Wellness and they wanted to help with CTC for PTSD. So we aligned with them. And instead of, you know, being like, let's sell coffee, we're like, let's sell coffee with a mission. And they were right behind us and so cool so that more information about that will be coming out we're still working on the back end things with them on that but so cool love it love it it was awesome um we chatted with carl Aww. so yeah so carl was uh, just a cool dude uh i believe in the timing of things he came um into my life um at a time when my daughter was um yeah she's going through her epilepsy uh journey and ended uh her medication so he came into my personal life right at the right time for me where I, there's so much anxiety around that stuff and um, she's doing amazing. And mm -hmm. he was just a great dude. So he's of um, the adventure coaches. Is that what they are, Lauren? Yeah. So uh, I met Carl through Sheepdog Call. Carl kind of was the leader of this little movement uh, during COVID. And he was, he was doing coaching stuff. He had a podcast and then he went into nursing school. And then, um, we met one day out at legacy place and he brought his buddy Dwayne and now him and Dwayne are the adventure coaches, um, working with first responders and veterans just for adventure, just for fun. Um, they, I know they have, I can't, I want to say it's this Friday in Fish Creek park, just like a bonfire for first responders, partners, um, spouses, uh, families and veterans and military personnel. So, um, you know, he's taking his passion and just because he is so busy, like his wife is in school, they have twin daughters, like he is wow. a busy dude, but he loves adventure and, um, I'm totally stealing what he said about life and what are you living for? <laughs> so if you didn't hear Carl's, you're going to hear me reiterate it uh, because it was so good. And Carl and I always have so much in common because everything's about adventure. Everything's about curiosity. Everything is about like push through this and the other side is so much better. Yes. The journey is tough, but it's so worth it. And um, yeah. And he was, I know like, just listening to him talk when like Sharon and him after the podcast, even before the podcast, like such, uh, you know, like I've been there, I can help you. He's always willing to help, always willing to, and such a positive spin on, on all the things on everything. So, yeah. and just, uh, building that resource, right. Like building the, the community of people behind us. Like they always say it takes a village, right. It's, it's true for all of us. And he's, uh, a great asset to my life and our podcast life and, and all of it. Right. And we kept saying, we got to get Dwayne on. So now we really got to get Dwayne on. <laughs> He's next. Dwayne, next. We're coming for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a good conversation. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, we also met Nikki. So Nikki uh, was a brave soul who slid into our DMs. Um, she does the blue line fitness testing. So a uh, really cool conversation with another strong, uh, very able, capable female. Um, lots of fun. Uh, lots of good stories. She's at a provincial 
um, corrections and running her own business now, uh, Blue Line Fitness Testing. She's found her niche in helping people uh, do any kind of testing, right, for all of the first responder world. Yeah, and and you could tell, like, as she spoke, like, this is where she was supposed to be. It was so, it was so cool to watch her and say, even like the things that she was speaking, I was like, I remember saying those in my head, like, I have to go. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I had a conversation last night with some girls in business, um, in a business group that I have. And we were talking about like how our parents were like, you do one job you do it good. You retire, you put in your 25 years. And I remember thinking like that, that was my mentality back then. Like, Oh, I'll just get through these 25 years. But I remember opening up that pension package and it's saying like, you have like 16 more years, 47 days, 16 hours. And I was just like, no, I'll be dead. There's no way. There's no way I will make that at the, like at this right. Um, and she spoke of something similar. It wasn't a pension package, but she was just like, I remember thinking the years and the days and the shifts, and I was just like, never. That won't work for me. And and really having the the courage to step out of that and say, I'm going to try something else. But you and I just spoke about this off going like you know, when you leave corrections, going into business is easy because people are like, how are you so risky? How are you so courageous? I'm like, I worked in a prison. Like I built that muscle, that muscle exists inside of me after nine years in corrections that I just think, am I going to, no, I'm not going to die. Am I, do I have the resiliency to pick back up and start over? Absolutely. I do. So yeah, that, and that was kind of her message too. Like we, and yeah, it was very cool. Very cool to see another woman go through that and then start a business. Cause you and I both have businesses outside of the correction. So yeah. Okay, who was next? Um, we, found, we found us a honey badger next. Oh, right? yes. Oh, Grant. Grant, okay. I met to Carl. Yeah, he was so funny because it was He's like, so. Yeah. We just should have just let him talk and just said, there's no timer. We won't even be here. Yeah. We're not even here. Uh, <laughs> he is such a wealth of knowledge and he's so excited about like, um, neuroscience and all of those things. And he's, he's very much an entrepreneur too, right? Where we come at this from very, like, we have so many ideas in our head and so many tangents that we can go off. That's Grant. And I love that. That's like probably my favorite thing about him is he's very, and it like his accent, like newfie-ish or whatever. Yes. I love it yeah. too. It's just like, he's so fun. He's so fun. He's very excited about, um, like leadership and teaching people to be so mentally strong before you come into this. Like, yes, it's likely you're going to get to recruit after they've gone through recruit training, but he really strives on, you know, we're only as strong as the weakest link kind of mentality. Yeah. So he, he's like, I need those people around me to be rock solid. So why wouldn't I train them to be rock solid so that we, you know, we have the capacity to work for 25 years. And I like, Grant will probably work for 35 years and be like, I did it, yeah. you know, yeah. and he will, he will because he's so mentally and physically yeah. strong yeah, as a human being. High, high energy too. Yes. There's lots Lots of fun, right? Yeah. Lots of yeah. 
I enjoyed him thoroughly. And and I've been on his podcast. Okay. Yeah. But we'll have to go do his together. That'd be, yeah, that'd be fun. Hey Grant, set it up, get together. Um, okay. And then what? And then, and then, oh, yeah, we, we, we had our last guest of the season. So we had Daniela on and, um, yeah, we, we spoke with her and I got lots of feedback coming back from her, uh, uh, episode. I, sh- I didn't even share really with her or you, but lots of people were very moved and touched by her story, brought a few people right to tears who were thinking I was in her position. My, what about my family, all of those things. So, uh, she had, she has such a, a an important story to share. So I was so happy and we're both so grateful. She shared with us, um, her her traumatic experience with corrections mm-hmm. and i as as the the spouse of a first responder right like as a first responder in that moment you're, you're not really sure what you're thinking but i think about that the being on that the other end of the call and i have been on the other end of a call I, when my husband severed his achilles i mean it was nothing like that but and not to compare it, but no. I remember, like they, I, they called, my husband called, said, just so you know, I'm at the hospital. And my, my reaction to this was great. Awesome. So now I can't go to CrossFit. This is, this was my, cause, cause I didn't realize my husband was at the hospital. I thought he was with someone at a hospital and now he's going to be late. And I, now I have to do all whatever, but I had a workout class to go to. So he hangs up and like 20 minutes later, his partner calls and says, okay, well they've done uh, an ultrasound. And I thought he had the wrong number. I was like, why are you calling me? <laughs> and he's like, no, they think Trevor severed his Achilles. And in that moment, I was just like, all of this went over my, I, first of all, I didn't know what that meant. I knew it was in this foot, but I had no idea what that meant. Um, but I was like, my parents are leaving. I run a business. There are all these things going through my head. Like, how did he do it? Did he get shot? Like what, like just not any information. And I can imagine the flood of things, especially if you've never been in a correctional facility, or you can't imagine where this is happening or who's available, who's working. I think that would be my number one thing. Who's working right now. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. who, who's there? Who do I, who do I know? Who do I know works through this thing? well you know so um she has shared her story with the group that i work with with first responder spouses and i was just like holy moly girl like that is a big deal and she says it was it was very hard to sit back and see that it was so traumatic for her mm-hmm. yes it was very traumatic for john but she's like very also very traumatic for me but she said for a long time it was like it's not about me i'm not but it, but it was very much so. And I'm glad she, she started writing. She has a fantastic blog. She just posted a new one. God, I love how that girl writes. I'm, I like can feel it as she says it yeah. in those words. Um, and I just love that she's put it on paper and shared it with the world because there are so many people that are, are feeling these things and wanting to feel validated in having those feelings. Because I, like she said, like I, this was his trauma, not mine, but I'm like, no, this yeah, was yours. This right? is yours. Like, this and is expe- yours. Especially as a woman, right? We tend mm-hmm. to put everybody else, like all their needs first. So it's so compounded, right? It's yeah. so, 
and her, her blog is is called the often unseen yes and yes. it's it's like like you said it's it's raw untouched it's yeah. very um compelling like it's it's awesome and we're, i'm so happy she came to us because we had a chance to put that out there and i'm with you i've never been on the receiving end i've been on the receiving end of nasty phone calls where you know a buddy was being assaulted at the jail and i had her partner at my house that right. kind of stuff but never but it's funny and not funny but it, it brings all of that back when we're talking to people it, that all comes back those feelings um mm -hmm. yeah how we're all kind of forever bonded by that mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even to, like i get emotional thinking about what he went through and I, and I see myself, you know, on the SAG range, when I see it happening to him, I see the SAG range. I see like, this is what I see in my head. And I click. think how awful, how often you, can you hear, or you hear that click. That's what was coming back to me. Um, with her talking, you hear that click of the door closing mm -hmm. or opening. And you're just, yeah, you're back there. You're back on the set range. Yeah, and I don't know if I've shared this story, but we had an officer that came back um, and ended up working the bubble. And I went on the range to do something. Uh, we were going to pull out an inmate, but this inmate can't be pulled out without two staff and they were moving some people around or whatever. So I went on the range just to do uh, like a dicer. Wow, that word, I haven't said that in a long time. Uh, to do a dicer. And, uh, and I went to talk to the inmate in the cell because she had asked, I checked on everyone. And as I was coming back and outside the, the, the cell doors, we have curtains. So I lifted up the curtain to talk to the inmate and the person in the bubble thought I was lifting my hand to open the door. And we don't open the door with only one officer on the range. Why that was this person's mentality. But if you've ever worked on, uh, on our SAG range, and I believe it's the same for others, the door unlocks, but in order to get the mechanism to come back, you have to open the door to get, you know, that lock mechanism to come back out. But when the inmate was talking to me, she leaned on the door and the door opened. And my only thought was get the fuck away from that door before you get pulled in. That was my, and shut the door. And when I shut the door, she was like, don't worry, Lauren, I wasn't going to take you hostage. Yeah. And I was just like, holy. And it was, a, it felt like a long time before someone realized that I was on the ring. And this inmate had not been out of her cell for years without two officers cuff from the front, sometimes cuff from behind, um, based on her risk management. But I, I, that's what comes to my mind when Daniela talks about this and I see mm -hmm. myself in that, yeah. what would I do? Yeah. How would I feel? How would the phone call go to my family? You know, like it's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And it takes you right back there. The, the mm -hmm. sights, the sounds, the smells, all of it. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah. like the laundry. So I can smell the laundry. So I know. The range. Yeah. If, and I, if I go into someone's house and smell it, I'm right there like that. <laughs> it's like no name brand laundry soap, but I know that I know that smell anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, it was an amazing season. We had, we were blessed with, uh, amazing people. Yes. Um, we, we sort of, uh, had, during the season, we had a question ongoing to everyone. I'm going to ask Lauren 
now. Um, but and then I'm going to ask you after. I guess so, I guess. <laughs> Me and my big mouth. But <laughs> what are you living for? Oh, see, and I, uh, I had an answer before. And then we were going to do it in the intro, and then we forgot. And I don't actually... I feel like my answer might have been the same, but after Carl spoke, I was like, that's my answer. That's, that's it. Uh, it's, it's squeezing everything out of life. I mean, I, we've been, I've personally been through some pretty um, traumatic things, but I've also done some really cool, fun things. And that is like, one of the goals I have is just be curious. Like, you know, you're welcome to fail, Lauren, anytime you need to. I give myself permission all the time to say failing is learning um, and don't feel like a failure if it doesn't work out. You At least you tried it. And I know so many people um, that have, and this, maybe not so many people, but I've heard so many people say like, my grandma on her deathbed was like, have more fun. My, you know, person that you know, I sat with through this, they were like, I wish I would have done this. And my whole thing is I don't want to lay there having any regrets. Right. I want to say I did it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not everybody thought what I was doing was right. Maybe not everybody thought what I was doing would work out, but that's okay. I did what I wanted to do with no expectations, no limits. And, um, so I'm, I'm living for the fun and the adventure of everything life has to offer myself, my husband, my family, and my kids, um, my spirit. Um, I've never been a spiritual person, but I, you know, I've learned over the last few years that things are happening for me. They're not happening to me. And if I choose to see it in that light, that, you know, they're, everything that happened in corrections brought me to where I am today. Everything that happened with, you know, my cancer experience brought me to where I am today. I wouldn't be the person I wouldn't be on the missions that I'm on to help first responders speak about mental health, help business owners. If I didn't have all of the things that I've been through. So there's nothing that I can say that I regret or I failed at and it sucked. And, you know, there will always be setbacks or always be obstacles, but I'm living for that, that journey that I constantly keep, to, keep getting to be on. It's a privilege, right? It's a privilege right. to be able to see things through rose colored glasses. And I know there's lots of people that don't see it like that. And that sucks. Um, but I hope that you get to a point in your life where you get to say like, you know, I'm living for, for life, for curiosity, for adventure, because that is, that's what I do every single day. And I will never regret that ever. Well, yeah. that's a good answer. Oh, thank you. Okay. Okay. Now, Sharon, now your turn, Sharon. No, hold on. I thought you were going to go on a bit longer. I'd have a bit more time to marry. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sharon, what you living for girl? Uh, yeah, your answer was really good, but I'm, I'm with you. It's to, um, use every single bit of talent that I have, whether that be um, like an adventure to inspire people, to be my most authentic self, um, to leave people feeling better when th- that they were with me um, and we'd spent time together in no, no matter what capacity, right? Just to be myself and to use every bit of talent that I have. I'm living for 
myself, my daughter, my wife. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I really like who I am. I'm 50 years old right now. I don't give a shit about it very much, but <laughs> other than being myself, being authentic. Because my 35-year-old um, Sharon friend never would have done this. No, I would right? even, even your 40-year-old Sharon <laughs> friend would have never, even 40 too I wouldn't have you know what I mean like I just uh I want to be myself I want to inspire people I'm I'm with you chase that adventure to live to the fullest to live without regrets like I don't have any regrets every experience I've been through has taught me a lesson and I've got friends or I burn Bridget whatever that may be mm -hmm. I am who I am like it or fucking don't turn it on or turn it the fuck off I don't give a fuck right <laughs> good so fun so um where do we go from here we'll be taking a little bit of a break and then we're going to come back with season what what are we at four i don't know it's been so long since i put it in the rs yeah i think it's i know season, four. season yeah. four and uh we we thank you all for listening to us and for being on this journey with us um it's been so much fun it's been almost a year we've been doing this and we've met so many people. So let's, let's fucking go. Let's get let's at go. it. Right? Let's, let's go. go. Let's keep going, Sharon. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and Love roll. you. Love Bye. You. Bye. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at From Uniforms to Unicorns uh, on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Speaker, all of those. Also, feel free to subscribe. You'll be notified of new episodes that come out and we always love a review. Also, feel free to share with anybody you would enjoy. We also want to send a big thank you to Jamie Green for being our podcast editor and to Jeff Bale at Third Hell Music for our soundtrack. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great day, love. Lauren and Sharon. Bye.